Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Good to hear. Let's talk about defensiveness today. Mm, yep, I'm ready. This is going to be a part one. We're going we're to talk today about... Uh, how can how can we stop being so defensive? So when you're feeling defensive, sort of understanding that and what you can do maybe to to not be so defensive. And then our next time next time we're going to talk about dealing with when other people get defensive. So just as a little mm-hmm. teaser um, where this is going. So we're going to focus today though on managing our own defensiveness. Um, do you ever get defensive? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> regularly. <laughs> All right, so I think we should start off with what is defensiveness exactly? I think it's one of those things everybody kind of knows what it is, but maybe it's a little bit trickier to define than, than we think. How would, how do you define defensiveness? Boy, that's interesting because I didn't even define it when I when I said about thinking about this. Hmm. Just assumed I knew what it meant. Okay. Um, I think it's that frustrating reaction to criticism, probably. That uh, angry reaction, kind of a subtle anger to criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's basically how I think about it. It's when someone criticizes you, or at least you, or at least you feel criticized. Because mm-hmm. that's something that's a distinction in there too. Like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's not always intended, right? But you feel criticized, or just maybe even just attacked more generally somehow, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and you yeah, get that. Um, I guess that perception is probably an essential element for for defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, the the sense that you're being criticized or attacked or something like that, and and that it's unfair, right? Like unfairly, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you might you might distinguish this from like when I feel like I'm being, I don't know, attacked by a bear when I'm hiking. I'm not going to get offensive. I'm going to get afraid, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right. Take but, offense. To yeah, yeah, right. But it's more like this is unjust. Yeah, this personalization of it. Yeah, yeah. right. And then it 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 involves though kind of some form of an anger response right your response to that unjust criticism is you you get very angry you get frustrated or even you get across you get aggressive and you kind of criticize back right yeah, or kind of attack back yeah yeah or 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 maybe hurt is probably a more um primary emotion there maybe oh like you feel hurt yeah that, that criticism hurt mm-hmm. your feelings in some way or um and there's the externalization maybe the secondary reaction is to get angry. Okay, so so step one is you, someone someone says something, someone does something or says something to you, then you interpret that as sort of this unjust criticism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you feel hurt. Let's talk about hurt for a second. Is mm-hmm. hurt an emotion? Like what's? Yeah, yeah, or or betrayed somehow, maybe or something like that. Okay, yeah, sad. Yeah, like a sad. Yeah, pain something in this. Yeah, yeah, sadness family, right? I mean, but been, I think. That's so there's context demands that would, yeah, but something in that area of sadness probably. Yep. Um, but that's tricky to see actually because of the final step is usually the much more powerful obvious one, which is you're mad, right? Yeah. And you feel like kind of sticking it back at the other person or. Well, yeah. Well, I think there it is. Is that hurt? And then Alice is like, how dare you hurt me? But and, I think a lot of people get defensive and they don't even, the, the first part doesn't even register. Right, that they're actually feeling sad or mm-hmm. or hurt or afraid or something like that. I think you're right, and it's just right to that's bullshit, right? And then they get mad back at the other person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I actually think that, and we'll talk more about that, but that, that step in there of, you know, and it makes sense if you are unjustly criticized, right, um, or attacked, an appropriate response to that is some kind of sadness, some version of sadness or hurt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And often we get defensive with people that we um, we care about their opinion somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or we have an expectation that they're the last person who is going to criticize, criticize us. Right? Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that's another underrated part of or underappreciated part of defensiveness is that it often involves surprise, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether in retrospect you should have been surprised or not, that's another story. But like we, we're often like, how how could my spouse say something sarcastic to me? Which right? makes or makes how, sense with the anger reaction because it's a violation of an expectation yeah, we have of right. the rule that they won't say negative things about us or yes. criticize our behavior. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so I think that kind of lays out. Anything else with kind of what defensiveness is or looks like? I think that's pretty pretty good. Kind yeah. of lays it out. Yeah. All right, so what do we what do we do about it if you find that you're kind of getting defensive a lot? Because um, this is something I clients bring up a lot with me is that yeah, at first you know my wife or my my manager kept telling me to stop getting defensive, and I was like I'm not getting defensive, you know. And then I kind of realized, well, all right, may, maybe I am, maybe there is something to this. <laughs> like, but how do I stop? You know, <laughs> I think I think everybody's had that moment where it's been pointed out that they're being defensive, and there's like this resistance <laughs> to it that just right. buries them deeper, and yeah. Um. Yeah. So what do you, what do you do? Like, how do you, when you, when you're, when you work with clients on this, like what are some kind of tips or, or approaches to this that you, that you help people with? Well, I, th- I think in a, in a nutshell, kind of what we just did in a, in a way, I get, because I, I agree with your comments where a lot of people aren't unpacking what's going on for them in that moment of mm-hmm. defensiveness. It's kind of this reflex almost just like a, a survival instinct to like, say no you're wrong about me and and so unpacking that and seeing what the meaning they're giving to that criticism is and why it's so disruptive to them and um what attachment do they have to that criticism and that person that is kind of really magnifying this defensive response and and then maybe structuring or building a better response and system to responding to criticism yeah i agree like you have to be able to catch it um and kind of see what's actually going on there but i think so one of the hard things about that is, like you said, it's it's borderline automatic. Like it's this mm-hmm. like reflex. So I, I found one of the best ways to to sort of help get a little better at slowing down and acknowledging that in the moment is to get a little bit smarter about anticipating scenarios where you might end up getting defensive to really take away that element of surprise. You know, so if like I, I had a client I was working with recently who we kind of went through this exercise and, and he was just saying, Oh, I just, you know, I get defensive with my wife all the time. And I said, well, let, let's break that down. Like, are you always defensive with your wife? I'm like, no, he's not always defensive with his wife. Right, right. Turned out like they, and this, this, this is the kind of thing that sounds obvious when you hear it externally, but it's hard to see when it's going on with you is that they, when we literally plotted this, like when he tended to get defensive was on days when both he and his wife had had stressful days at work. Mm. And you're listening to this and you're probably like, well, yeah, obviously if you're stressed out, you're more likely to get defensive and do things you don't, you know, you don't mm-hmm. mean to and say things you don't want to. And, but he hadn't really recognized that, that on days when, when a, he had had a really tough day at work and was kind of exhausted and, and stressed out and his wife had, he was just much more vulnerable to defensiveness. Mm-hmm. And that was really helpful. Cause then he could realize, okay, you know what? He's driving home from work. He's like, it's been a really rough day. Um, 
I know I'm more vulnerable to defensiveness. So I'm going to be more vigilant and sort of mindful of this when I get home, especially mm-hmm. if my wife, if I realize my wife has had a hard day too. Yeah. And I think that can go a long way, yeah. sort of heading it off. Yeah. And, and, and what a brilliant way to kind of accept and show up for yourself and realize I do just kind of have this habit maybe of, of getting defensive. So let me just be aware of that, yeah. walk myself through that rather than go, oh God. I hope she doesn't say something. Tonight, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, there seems to be some really good kind of um, self-care in his in, in that approach to yes. say, hey, you know, I, I recognize that this tends to be a situation where this happens and let me watch and, and prepare and help myself through that. Yeah, it's very normalizing and sort of humanizing. Yeah. Like, of course, like we all get defensive. And of course, like it's going to be easier to get defensive when we're stressed out and, and exhausted and, you know, like. It's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's unfortunate, but it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean something's wrong. It's just something to be mindful of and mm-hmm. sort of watch out for. Yeah. The defensiveness is interesting because there is a vulnerability to it. I think that, that having that criticism, um, you know, kind of nip at or touch some tender flesh, you know, um, it's good to kind of examine why am I so, um, frustrated when this topic mm-hmm. comes up around me or why is it that this person's opinion um, mean so much. So not only just being aware of maybe the environment where it happens, but what, you know, tends to, what topics tend to make you feel more and more defensive. Right. Yeah. yeah what do you make of it? I often have clients ask me about this. They, they're sort of puzzle at me. Um, well, I don't understand why, like, why do I get so defensive with my spouse or with my parent or with my, like my kids? Like these are the people I know the best. These are the people I love the most. Like, shouldn't they be the last person I would get super defensive with? How do you respond to that? When someone brings that up. <laughs> if if you're mindful of your relationship with them, yes. But if you're not <laughs> in those moments, it just seems like criticism. It just seems hurtful. But uh, but they might come back with, well, like, you know, like, I don't know. I My manager criticizes me sometimes at work, but it doesn't bother me that much. You know, like I don't or like, you know, some someone like flips me off on the freeway and like, I don't know, like it, it hurts a little bit, but like I don't I don't lose any sleep over it. But like the minute my spouse says something even like mildly hurtful i like can't stop thinking about it for days Mm. so what's what's the deal with that like why are we so much more sensitive when it's someone close to us do you think yeah and this is usually the conversation i have with clients every time right like why is it this is this way and that's that way and and to really do that deep dive and ask yourself why is it that when my wife tells me um you know that i forgot something for the 15th time you know why is it that i get so frustrated with that why is it mm-hmm. why does it hurt so much um and often it's because it's your wife it's because it's that person that you care for so much mm-hmm. and you feel like this person maybe doesn't see me as perfect anymore this person um isn't forgiving of me and my eccentricities or whatever right. that is but there's a personalization there or a story you're telling yourself about why that is so hurtful um that is escalating your frustration yeah. there's some type of attachment to what they're saying or or, or maybe it's because um, you know you really do suck at remembering that mm-hmm. thing, and being reminded of it is just it it, it you know that reminder that you're not doing well at something. Um, you can get pretty defensive around those things. Yeah. So that okay. So there's two really important things in there. I think um, the idea that well, you just have more invested in a spouse or a kid or a parent or like, there's just the, the relationship matters more. So even a, a, even a small kind of tremor in that relationship is going to feel more significant because the relationship's just more significant. Yeah. Some rando flips you off on the freeway. Like 
who cares? You're never going to see him again. Like it doesn't matter to you. Well, and that's what you tell yourself, right? In that well, moment you go, yeah, never. exactly. Who the heck is who that? Cares? Right. But when your wife does like, how dare you right. betray You me. are supposed to love me you unconditionally. Never, you, well, and there it is. There's this expectation maybe sometimes of the people yeah. we love that they'll never say anything derogatory to us or critical of us or point out that maybe we didn't handle something well. And when we did, we it violates that expectation, which it sometimes it serves to kind of check your expectations of other people and say, oh, right. wow, you know, maybe the people I love do have every... Um, right and opportunity and, and sometimes we'll exercise the choice to go ahead and say, hey, yeah. I don't think you did that well. Right. So I think that right there is a huge, a huge one is to, um, yeah, look at your expectations of the people you tend to get defensive with a lot and maybe they're a little bit excessive um, or unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other part though you mentioned that I thought was really interesting too is the idea that defensiveness often covers up for more uncomfortable emotions like guilt, for instance. If you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. ah, I was supposed to take out the garbage and I've forgotten the last three weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. And you know, your husband says like, honey, you know, you forgot to take out the garbage again. Maybe you getting angry and sort of redirecting all of your attention on how she's, you know, he's such a nag and like blah, blah, blah. Maybe what you're doing actually is just distracting yourself from this guilt yeah. that you, you know you've done something wrong and yeah well I, I mean expressions of anger do this a lot they externalize internal stuff right it's like this way of displacing like I'm, I, I feel so scared hurt whatever it is I don't want to feel this way <laughs> I'm gonna blame right. you know I don't want to sit with my irresponsible irresponsibility and my shame around that so yep. it's just better to point out why the hell do you keep mm -hmm. telling me this over and over and how rude it is of you to do that and um, yeah, so sometimes we can get defensive, um, around, but, but it's so important to kind of identify what is making me feel this way yes. and unpacking that allows you to build a, I think a healthier system for fielding criticism. And I think that's the most important thing is kind of developing a way of, of responding to and listening to criticism, um, that's functional. That's way better than just kind of getting caught up in an emotional knee jerk reaction of saying, no, yeah, that's not true. Yeah. Part of which can be just validating that like yep, you know what? Feeling guilty sucks. And I did do the, I, I forgot to do this thing, but it's okay that I'm feeling guilt. Like it's normal. Like anyone would feel guilty in a situation. Most people would feel guilty in a situation <laughs> like this. I don't like it. Right. But it's okay that I feel this way. Yeah. Well, and, right? and that there's the system maybe would be to, um, so I guess in a nutshell, I, what I, what I work with clients with a lot is kind of how do you want to handle criticism? You know, what's a, what's a better mm -hmm. way to maybe do this? And, um, one, it might be kind of recognizing that I've been criticized and that I feel somewhat slighted or betrayed, you know, and then to look at the criticism and say, is this relevant? Is it true? Mm -hmm. Am I not doing the things I committed to doing? Or, you know, is there, is there a nugget of truth in what they're saying? And then, okay, given my assessment of that now, how do I want to respond to that? Right. Um, and also adjusting the expectations of who might criticize you and um, um, and what that might look like because it's possible anytime, anywhere. <laughs> right. And so to, to realize that, yeah, people who love me may actually um, not be thrilled with some of the things I do sometimes and how might I respond to that in a, in a way that is in line with who I want to be in the world. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. 
please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.